Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Freedom Wire, your number one source of patriotic truth. Trump says hello, and the only way Trump knows how. Um, today, the whole crew, we're here. We're going to talk to you guys about uh, the already the utter breakdown of what's happening in formerly Chaz, now known as CHOP, the Capitol Hill organized protest that is no longer the Capitol Hill autonomous zone. Uh, things are going bad quickly there. Um, daytime peace, nighttime violence. It seems like this isn't going to last much longer as probably the cops knew that, why they just stepped out and said, go ahead, destroy it. You guys are really good at not doing well. So uh, we're gonna talk about that today. Um, if you like it, what you hear, you know, do the whole thing, like the video, share the video, all that stuff. But uh, we're just going to jump into it. Um, it is, it has been pretty amazing that people who are anti-government and pro-socialist can't make a organized protest work. Yeah, they they wanted to call this an organized protest, and this was supposed to be the implementation of a grand leftist utopia. You know, like they, they've always talked about, they want to just create this dream society. And like maybe, what was it, a week and a half ago, they went ahead and did that. And we're already seeing it turn into an absolute nightmare for anyone who's living there. Um, the police are reporting that, you know, rapes, robberies, uh, all sorts of violent crimes are way up in that area. And police can't get to them, obviously, because it's a no police zone. Um, they are already fighting amongst themselves because this is what happens when a bunch of privileged white Antifa protesters join up with Black Lives Matter and think that, you know, they can put aside their differences to create a little functional thing. So you want to feel bad for them when it's all falling apart, but you, you really can't because they brought it on themselves. We've been saying this forever. And they're experiencing on a small scale what, you know, every socialist country has experienced at any point in history. So hard, hard to pity them on this. <laughs> yeah, I don't really feel bad for them, especially if they're extorting from businesses that they, they took over in their six block radius. Um, they're, they're just stealing from other people. I, I have no sympathy for them. They're like attacking journalists who come in and any people who have an American flag. So I think they, um, are going to get what they deserve in the end, but yeah, I don't feel bad for them. What, I, what I've noticed is we're the point of contention between the, between the protesters there are the black lives movement people feeling like Antifa has hijacked their protest. They look. Uh, they think that the Antifa has looked at this as just an opportunity to create chaos and use this movement as a way to enact their agenda. And Black Lives Matter isn't having it. There was a, a woman made a speech uh, a couple days ago in the middle of the. They have a, I think it's called Conversation Cafe, where you can talk about ideas and you you get a microphone and all that and. Uh, she's like, this isn't about creating violence and chaos. This isn't about looting. This is about us being heard. And you guys are not helping the situation. Mm -hmm. And um, that is where the division is. It's, it's the division of 
Black Lives Matter and Antifa, letting us know that Antifa can't get along with anybody. Well, see, I think that, uh, sorry, going back to the, the whole Chaz chop hill, pork chop, whatever we're calling it now. Uh, I think it would be a great comedy. I feel like it would, I want to write a screenplay for like, like an office type TV series only like in, in the, in the chop zone. Like, there's a lot of material there. These people are just caricatures, just real life caricatures. It's really funny to me. It's it, it, they just, they realize that America is not such a bad country when they need to use all our resources, all the resources of Seattle. And by the way, another comment on Seattle, what a wasted, beautiful city. I don't know if you've ever been to Seattle. It's a beautiful place, but liberals can sure mess up a, a scenic area of the country, California and Vermont and all these different states that they just ruined. Just a side note. Yeah, and to, to circle it back to what I mentioned earlier, this was marketed when it first started, you know, as, as well as you can market a hostile takeover of an area of a city. They presented it as, you know, this is the leftist utopia we have all dreamed of you know this is this is something that we all you know wanted to do it's going to be environmentally friendly it's going to be racially equal there's not going to be police there's not going to be you know any hate of any kind but you look at the systems they implemented right off the bat they have leaders with no elections they have uh massive oppression of religious liberty and freedom of speech and freedom of the press uh, people are being victimized by violent crime with no way to defend themselves because no one except Antifa members are allowed to walk around with guns. Uh, so you, you see, this was supposed to be, you know, the thing they talked about this ushering in of a dream era in the United States. But what we've seen, they created a dystopia in about a week and a half. You know, this is, this is as bad as anything Orwell ever could have predicted, and they made it happen in like 12 days. So... You know, see these people, oh, the, I'm a leader in Chaz. No one voted for them. These are just the people who spoke the loudest and, you know, had enough people to back them up to oppress everyone around them. So, it's, and yeah. What, it's very animal farmish. It's that whole, some, some animals are more equal than others in the chop zone, as you will. Um, I've watched video, and I, if you look at uh, the article I read, I, did I, I don't know if we put the video in the article, of uh, there, there was a Christian just going there to share his faith. And they beat him up, they choked him, put him in chokeholds, and they literally dragged him out. How is that inclusive? How is that unity? If you're going to kick out a man simply for voicing his opinions on uh, Christianity and, and trying to share his gospel. Now, I don't know how he was sharing his gospel. I don't know if he's one of those really um, extreme, you know, Christians. But regardless of the fact is if you're going to advertise yourself as an inclusive area, Everybody should be there. What they should be doing is they should be inviting the police in to have conversations. They should be ha inviting the, the leaders, the, the uh, city officials and, and, and police chiefs and, and, uh, and higher officials to sit down and say, look, this is what needs to happen. But that isn't happening. Um, they have armed guards at the wall and they have deportations. That sounds like not utopia. 
uh, sounds like the opposite of what they they said would make would make America great again uh, is w exactly what they're doing. They they are on I mean, a small this, scale. Sorry, the, 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 on a small scale, they're proving Trump's point for him. You know, like it's all about building walls, and you know, turns out if you want to carve out your own space, the first thing you do is build a wall. It's Civilization one hundred and one, right there. Yeah, they're pretty hypocritical, but these people don't believe in like absolutes. They don't live in the same world as all of us. They believe in all these like all this relativism. And so something to them like inclusivity means something completely different to them than it means to us. So they believe in like being inclusive of who they like. They don't believe in inclusivity in the traditional definition of what it is. They don't believe in like defining things. They just like make up what they want and play as it goes and like go along, whatever. So we can't like think of them in the same terms of normal people. Yeah, you, you've seen they get really weird about, you know, things like inclusivity and equality and everything because they want to act like everything, you know, is totally great and all people are equal here. There's no systemic racism. There's no need for top-down supervision of any kind. But they have these little farms that they've set up where, they, you know, they're trying to grow their own food, you know, to be eco-friendly, presumably because, you know, they're all vegan. Uh, not that that's an insult to any non-insane vegans out there but they have signs up in all of these little farms that say hey this farm is for black people this farm is for indigenous native american people and then these farms are for whites um that, that kind of sounds like a segregated society separate there. but equal separate but equal. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> turns out separate but equal was was bad when we did it a long time ago it's equally bad now regardless of how you arrive at it but they there's yeah. systematic racism in their rules as well. Mm -hmm. they, they, their new system of settling disputes is one black man, one black woman, and one white woman. That is, their, that is a rule that they put in place, that only those people can, dis can settle disputes. They have their disputes he heard in like a public court, and uh, these three people make the, uh, make the decision. They're simply holding their, the only reason they are holding their positions is because of their race and their gender. Not because they're the most wise and, or the most fair. They're there simply because of the color of their skin and their genitalia. How is that doing not systemic? Were they also doing like every white person has to choose a black person to give ten dollars to? They're like creating their own form of like reparations too. I mean, let's be completely honest here. If ten dollars a person was sufficient reparations for slavery, I think we would have settled this issue a long time ago. Like, oh, okay, here's your ten dollars. Sorry about slavery. The issue's over and done with. Like, doesn't that kind of undercut their whole point that you know it's been? hundreds of years of massive oppression and inequality like you think you can remedy that with 10 bucks a head it, it doesn't make any sense i got i got an even better point who cares about 10 bucks a person when your zone does not have money there is no value to that money in your, in your autonomous zone or your formerly autonomous zone in your organized protest there is no money 
So what good is giving every black person a $10 bill for? Yeah, they, they tried to secede from America. What do they need currency for? Well, even if they had money, what are they, they don't produce anything. So <laughs> what are you going to buy for that? The city doesn't even care, like not even addressing it. And um, their mayor is over there calling it a summer of love. They just, they just don't care that this is happening at all right now, even though their police calls in that zone are tripling. And like Connor said, rapes and murders and assaults are, or not murders, rapes and assaults and robberies are like up significantly. But they're over there just playing around and thinking about taxing Amazon and the Green New Deal. It's so ridiculous. And you noticed there for a while in Seattle. That's been always a weird thing that they want to tax their, one of their biggest employers. But okay. Just for being you, you notice, yeah. if you notice the um, these autonomous zones that have popped up in other cities, taking Seattle's chop. I keep they're not. It's no longer autonomous zone, but come on, that's what they were doing. That's what they were looking for. Um, they were built uh, in other cities, and what happened when you did it in a city controlled by a Republican? Those things got wrecked real quick. Uh, happened in Asheville. Uh, the police dismantled it before it had a chance to get going. Um, it is something about it's it's you know we we see it with COVID that the states run by blue governors have had some of the absolute worst cases and most deaths uh, in in of, of the pandemic. Now we're seeing the cities that have run by. Democrats having the most violence and the most, um, you know, the most looting, the most most protest happening in those blue cities. It's like, when will people start waking up and saying, wait a second, this doesn't happen everywhere else in America? You know, it's amazing. Yeah. And I wrote an article similar to this the other day about the blue run states or cities is that they, the Democrats are very good at, um, they make you think, they make their citizens think that they're, you know, they're being oppressed or whatever, but yet it, they never informed them that they were the ones in power for the last 60 years. It's, it's like a weird magic trick. They're really good at it. Like they, they create a straw man or something like they pretend they weren't in charge, but somehow it was a big bad, like, I don't know, Republican or whatever. It's amazing to me. They're very talented. I will give them that. <laughs> at you know, you know what it is, Ryan. What's that? You know what it is. It's all about what they say and not what they do. Well, look not, at but, if you look at their words, that's what they listen to. But if you look at their actions, their actions are detrimental to their societies. And I don't mean just uh, anybody's. I just mean any city uh, that is run by a blue mayor or any state that's run by a blue governor. What they say is very touchy-feely, very inclusive, but their actions always prove different. But that's the magic trick that they pull off with these voters somehow, is that they don't, you're right, their actions don't match the words, but yet they still elect them. They keep telling them the same stuff, and yet they keep electing, and then they keep electing them, even though they're not fulfilling what they say they campaign on. That's what I can't, I just can't put my head, if I lived in a city for 50 years and was run by, run like crap and it was the same party in charge i think i'd want to change i don't get it they, they keep presenting themselves as somehow outsiders to the system um kind of look at how our society works democrats and leftists almost exclusively control entertainment big tech education 
and some of the biggest cities in the country. And then yet they still want to tell you, oh, there's a problem with our system. Like they, they are the system. They control massive chunks of it. If there is a problem, there is a problem with them. Some of the cities with the worst police brutality are blue run cities. They, they want to sit there and tell you that, oh, you know, we're, we're outside the system. You guys are oppressed by what's in place. Put us in power and we'll fix it. Sort of like Joe Biden saying, oh, if you vote for me, I have a plan to, in my first hundred days, address all the, the lingering issues of systemic racism. As though that man did not have an office in the White House for eight years and did nothing about it. Like, they, they market themselves as, you know, new ideas coming forward. Like, we're, we're progressive. We're constantly coming up with new ideas. As if it wasn't them causing these problems for decades in the first place. Well, it's never enough for them. So, I mean, they say, I think a lot of their voters know that they've been in office for a long time, especially in like the urban areas, but people aren't good at thinking about time and context and like what people can do in a certain amount of time. And they're just like, oh yeah, they've been in power, but the reason why we haven't seen change is because we need to convince more people. We need to convince the bad guys, Republicans to get on their side to get this real change done so it's like never enough it's this progressive push like gets voters to believe in like constantly voting them back in because they haven't achieved it yet therefore they must keep they have to keep voting blue so that they can keep trying it's it's it really it's funny how they're able to sustain the lie like and and the and What's even more amazing is that the people keep buying it. They keep buying the same lie that's told to them over and over and over again. Again, they're paying attention to the words and not the actions. If you, they do the same thing to Trump. If you look at how, you know, what, a, what most liberals' problems are with Trump is what he says. Very few of them have said anything about his policies except if they don't understand what those policies mean, such as the rollbacks of the LGBTQ, um, the health uh, uh, things that Obama put in, health uh, mandates that Obama put in place. They think it's about they're going to get less coverage. No, it's not about getting less coverage. It's about allowing doctors to make decisions based on their knowledge and their science or or their personal feelings that maybe this isn't a, a, the right thing for you at this time such as putting a preteen or a teenager on on um hormone blockers or or hormone therapy or even having uh sexual um reassignment surgery kids are doing these young and and and, and their parents are on board so what this does, what this rollback does is allow doctors to say no without being sued by the, uh, by the parents or, by the, or have the state of remove their license. That's what this is about. But that's not what the narrative has been. It's about, oh my gosh, Trump doesn't want uh, trans people to have insurance coverage. What? Yeah, they were criticizing um, the conservative justices who voted against, uh, like, adjusting the Title VII of the Civil Rights Act of 1964, because it says you can't, employers can't discriminate based off of sex, but sex back in 1964 means, like, male or female, biologically, not 
sexual orientation or gender identity or anything like that. So people are getting upset at the conservative justices for voting against making the act mean that employers can't discriminate based off of gender identity because they're saying that's not what that act is. So people are misinterpreting conservatives and saying that, oh, they're anti-LGBT, they don't want rights for them, but it's like, no, there's a reason why they're voting against it and it's not because they hate gays. Yeah, that was a very bad ruling yesterday. I'm glad you brought that up, Grace, because that was a terrible ruling in a, in a lot of ways. But uh, I was also very disappointed in Neil Gorsuch. That was, you know, that's not Trump's fault. I mean, he couldn't have seen him doing what he did yeah. yesterday. But I mean, that was kind of one of Trump's big selling points is he was going to put, you know, all these great conservative justices in the, in the court. But fortunately, Kavanaugh, Kavanaugh and Alito wrote some really good dissents. And the fact... There, again, there's three branches of government. The judiciary is only supposed to enforce what is in the Constitution and what is in statute, which is passed by the legislator. They're not supposed to legislate from the benches, which is exactly what they did yesterday. You know, if they want, if they want to update the Title VII, then go through Congress and update Title VII. That's not for Neil Gorsuch to do. That's not for the other five justices, including John Roberts and, and all the liberals. That's not their job. Their job is just is to strictly go from what the law says and what the Constitution says. That's it. But they they're just they're just making it up as they go. Yeah, like if if you read the dissenting opinion on that decision, it wasn't saying, you know, uh, transgender people don't deserve employment protections. All it was saying was uh, Title VII of the Civil Rights Act doesn't cover that. Make a new legislation that does. It, it offered no judgment as to whether they were deserving or not. But uh, back to Sean's point about, you know, people judging Trump based on his words and everyone buying into uh, all these blue state leaders, you know, what they say versus what they do. Uh, you got to remember, these are the same people who try to tell you that speech it's, itself is violence. Uh, these are, you know, ones who have, you know, long sought to uh, cut back on freedom of speech uh, to try to tell you that, you know, speaking a dissenting opinion is an act of violence against them. So this is really nothing new for them to make it all about words. Don't get me wrong, we've had this conversation many times before. Words are important. Um, your, your words have consequences, but that does not mean that you should rank them higher than actions. You need to judge one based on the other and uh, to, to try to you know move past that and just make it all about speech means that they're basically saying your actions have no consequences because it's all about what you say. So it just makes no sense when they try to apply it like that. And it's really, you know, another constitutional violation. We've basically seen the whole First Amendment go out the window uh, in the Chaz Chop project, whatever you want to call that. But, you know, we're, we're, it's been violated many, many times. And that's kind of what their goal is. Even though these people are extreme, they're not different you know they're they're just ahead of the curve on where everyone else was trying to get to that what what's <laughs> they can't even settle on a name for their for what they're what they're doing because because they don't know that's what it comes down to they're, they don't know half of those people that are there don't know why they're there they just know they that it's against conservatism and and so they're they're whatever it is they're jumping on board and i'm not talking about the black lives matter people i'm obviously talking about antifa they had no reason to be there 
they think they're they're supporting uh or they don't even think they know what they're 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 there simply to be agents of chaos nothing more nothing less black lives matter has figured this out and this is why they're they're trying to take this protest back but it goes to show you that no matter what even when you're on the same side not everybody agrees with the solutions being taken so that should tell them well maybe the, you know maybe we should actually sit down with the opposite side and see where we can find that common ground they can't if you're having a problem finding common ground with people on their own political spectrum that's a problem with that political spectrum it's not a problem with everybody else it's their problem and uh they need to figure out what what they're there for and what their ultimate goal is which that demand that list of 30 demands oh hey yeah i mean in their demands they're saying that police the police departments are beyond reform therefore we need to just abolish it so they're not looking to like negotiate with the rest of normal America. <laughs> they just want to take their little six block city and like have it be their own. But it's like, how do we deal with people like that who aren't willing to come to the table? Yeah. And then here's, here's something worth noting, a novel idea for anyone in CHOP who happens to be listening to this right now, uh, assuming any of you have internet access. Um, Maybe when you have a society that is full of different groups of people with different ideas who all, you know, they, they have kind of common interests and that they live together, but, you know, they can't really agree on the finer details. Maybe, crazy thought, just have those groups appoint a few individuals to get together and talk about things and propose solutions for the benefit of everyone at, uh, on the whole. Um, you know, kind of establish a representative government like the one we have in the United States. Like we already have this form of government that is the classic ideas of a republic. You know, you have people who all have similar goals but can't agree on the finer points of things. So you appoint people to go do that for you in a way that benefits everyone. It's really not that complicated. They're trying to reinvent the wheel here when we already have something that is functional. Like there are, there are problems, obviously. We can all agree that there are problems that need to be addressed, but they're trying to convince you that, oh, the very foundation of the country is rooted in something evil and therefore it can't be reformed. It just has to be burned down. And from the ashes, we will build this utopia. Well, we're seeing their utopia right now. And I don't think anyone would want to live there, not even the people who are currently living there. I also yeah, want to, yeah, can I, John? Because, yeah, go ahead, go. yeah, because. Uh, what if it's like their their own little revolution what always happens in uh, other than our revolution is people they turn on each other so it'd be really funny to see if they start turning on each other and start I I yeah but i think it's gonna really happen i think it's gonna be funny i know i shouldn't laugh it, at that it, I think it, it's and here's the thing is, is when this started and, and you guys i i said it i said this isn't about the police no they're making it about the police but this isn't about the police this is them wanting to destroy the country our system and the constitution they they want to burn it all down and build it in their image and that's not going to work if they think that if they think that america agrees with defunding the police or abolishing the police 
They're out of their minds. Overwhelming the people of America realize what the, you know, realize that the police are a vital part of peace in the American society. And the fact that they're trying to go against this is not doing them any favors with those fence sitters. Think about those people that are that were sitting on the fence between Obama and or wow, between Biden and well, you know, he's kind of acts as the puppet. So, you know, so you could almost say proxy Obama. But uh, between Biden and Trump, you have people sitting on the fence that are going, wait a second, they want to get rid of the police. That's not going to be well. That's not going to turn out well for them. Yeah, it, it's very dangerous for them to be in that kind of place. But uh, again, like I was saying about reinventing the wheel, look at what they've proposed to replace the police. You know, a group of people who are given authority and are representative of the community to go around and enforce laws in a fair way that protects people. That's literally what the police do right now. They, they've been thrown around the term community policing. Community policing is a thing that is done by police departments. They police the community. It, it's a very simple concept. This is not something they invented that isn't being done already. This is what we already have. They're just trying to burn it all down to build something that looks just like what we had before, but is just worse because it sucks. Well, <laughs> it seems like this is the way it's going to go. And before they can burn down our system, they're gonna they're gonna go ahead and destroy the one that they think they had there in the chop. So um, it's just a matter of time. Um, I think it's time we should probably wind down the podcast now. Um, this is going to be ongoing until it goes away, much like the Occupy Wall Street movement was during uh, 2008 2009. Um, it'll 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 run out of steam when they get tired of camping. We know this. This is what will happen. Um, but uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Please, uh, if you like what you heard, please like the video, share the video. If uh, you have a comment, do you think we're right or wrong? Please comment below. Also, if you haven't already, please uh, subscribe to the channel and hit the notifications bell as well. Also, if you want to hear what we're talking about when we talk about our articles or read what we're talking about. If you want deeper insight into our brains, which is both dangerous and, dare I say, fun, please go to hit one of these two little uh, links and go to freedomwire.com. Put in your email address and start getting mailings right away of the stories that are important to conservatives like you and like us. And you probably won't read anywhere else because God knows mainstream media won't talk about it. Other than that, time to head out, sign off. Connor? Uh, nothing more for me today, but uh, hope everybody stays safe out there. Uh, let's all join together as we unite around laughing at the failure of CHOP. Great. CHOP is pretty ridiculous, but nope, just support your country. Thank you. And F-bomb. Yeah, real quick, all this, most of these people, like the Chaz people and the people tearing down the monuments, this isn't about racism, slavery, it's about destroying the Constitution of the United States. It's really, really about, they don't like the form of government that we have, they're using that as an excuse. There.
<laughs> nice and succinct. Yep. Yeah, maybe maybe we should. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember, there was a a tool called Slap Chop back in the day. Maybe we can uh, bring that back into uh, the uh, colloquialisms of uh, of America. Slap Chop. Slap it. So, um, again, thank you guys for listening. Um, I'm going to remind you, number one, that uh, Jeffrey Epstein probably didn't kill himself. And more importantly than staying safe like Connor asked you guys to do, I have something more important. You guys need to stay free.